Hi, this is Bethena. And this is Rabia. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Dukan Show. Show. What are we getting? Urban Life. Neighborhood Banter. Pull up a seat and pass the time. The Dukan Show. Hosted by OT, Tuflis, Urshad, and Reem. Welcome to the tribe. We're in Abu Dhabi. In the morning. In the morning, that's right. Yeah, You're so only in Abu Dhabi in the morning? But tomorrow's you like gotta stay in the evening. Where is he? I told you. I want to. Yeah, it's gotta happen. It's I like will, you can't the only the chance film. you're gonna watch this film here. Yeah. Like, is that yeah. why? Yeah. Because it's just, it's a film that will never get released in the theaters and. We are just so thrilled, not just to be showing the film, to actually, like, finally be bringing the film here, but also to have the filmmaker come. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he's been working on this film for 10 years, you know, and it's, uh, it's you know, it's kind of like a, a real, like, I don't know, it's like this, 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 I guess, thesis, you know, yeah. of the entire program. Mm-hmm. Uh, in So that's In the Last Days of the City, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the name of the film. That's the film, yeah. Yeah, and, like, what... What I find interesting is if I don't catch it tomorrow, then where does he go? Where does it go? Where, how do we, you know? And maybe that's a deeper question like, that we have to. Uh, tackle. Where do films go? Where to do die? films go? <laughs> is, I, it, is it part of a like a festival tour? Or this no? thing that we're doing? No, it's well, it's our own like your mini. Tour. It's yeah. your own. Yeah, it's no. a mini. Not really a festival. We're not calling it a festival. Um, it's a program. You know, mm. so it's part of a program that you know that Abia has put together as part of a cinema special collaboration with Imagination. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're taking over Minarat Sadiat Auditorium for the weekend, and we're showing uh, a series of eight films uh, that Rabia can tell you more about. Um, because we've been he's been thinking about it for almost a year now. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where did the almost journey begin? Yeah. Like, where were you a year ago? And tell us, like, uh, what's the journey like? Where, you know, how do we? Well, it's it? always exciting because <clears throat> people think when when we address Arab cinema that I mean, you just have a couple of films and you just it's it's an easy choice and then you have a program. But um, recently, there there has been really a massive amount of films that are produced all over the Arab world. And basically, as you know, today we're in the digital age. So yeah. basically, you can shoot a film with your iPhone. Yeah. You just don't need those big cameras and that equipment and the massive production behind you to do a film, especially a documentary film. So we were fortunate in the last years to witness such a flow of um, good films coming from our region. Uh, the negative point is that not many of us are getting to see those films that in is our true. region. I agree. Yeah. And so uh, what we were thinking with Cinema Ail, when Cinema Ail has um, contacted me to just do something together, we automatically thought that it has to be a, an, an Arab film program that addresses something that we are all witnessing today. I mean, we're living in an age where our region is really, really going through complex changes where people are always on the move. I mean, you guys here in Dubai are always on the move, but some other people uh, are on the move for much more deeper and existential uh, reasons. I mean, some people are forced to flee, some people are looking for a better future, some people are just following family wherever they go. So we want to do something on geographies, 
on migration, on what's what it is like to to have an identity today? Is it like a very like a kind of a holy thing, a private thing, or is it something that is more global? And that's why actually our discussion was: do we call it geography or do we call it geographies? Fees. Actually, yes. interesting. And so, uh, what did you settle with? We settled with geographies. <laughs> geographies? Question mark. On Arab, yeah. on Arab geography. On Arab geography. It's the most like non-committal yeah. way of, yeah. you know, of really and like, that's actually, a title on a program. And it's such a deep conversation. Like we're not giving enough justice because actually trying to decide between a singular or a plural in this context makes a very big difference. Yeah. Well, right? I think anytime we have a discussion about Arab, Arab exactly. identities, you don't want to offend, but you also want to be a battering ram to shake awake something. Yeah. So then, you're, that tension, I, you know, you say it's Arab geography, yeah. <laughs> like with a question mark at the end, because you know, well, it, it's still, geography is equally, like equally important to say. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like, okay, on Arab geographies, on this thing, yeah. you know, like let's, let's talk let's about talk this, about let's yeah. try and see and unpack this you know what yeah. does this mean what does it represent who does it represent you know what language does it speak where does it stop where is it showcased you know and and so on how is it showcased you know and that's why you know going back to the conversation about you know the the variety of films that we're showing you know really uh, try to try to capture that in some way you know, yeah the yeah. way that these stories are told and you know and and, and that's why a selection was just so you know so mm. encompassing you know in such a short period of time i mean it's never you know it's never satisfying to just have you know two two and a half days to tell an entire region's story you know, yeah. that's always going to be an injustice you know yeah. but you know you try to to try to tackle kind of the, the the at least the the fundamental idea of you know of the larger theme through you know through a host of yeah. of, of experiments yeah way. yeah of course i mean how, how did that selection process go for you i mean also for me, to, to go back to geographies as a plural thing, we are, to discuss the selection yeah. a bit, um, we were also not just interested in talking about geography as a physical, like the, like the traditional, in the yeah. traditional sense, because we are addressing geography in the traditional sense, but also we wanted to discuss this more as internal geographies like body mapping mm. and films that discuss that so mm -hmm. we wanted like we're we're bringing of course the physical term of geography but also we wanted to have like the more like a subconscious kind of yeah. uh, meaning to that uh, to that film and that's why selection wise we have films that really tackle the concept of borders that really tackle people moving mm -hmm. uh, the image that is shape-shifting and changing and uh, morphing and becoming something different alienating whatever you want but also we have we happen to have films in which individuals are going through their own like physical mm. uh, like their own mini revolutions yeah. and um how do you say like like internal migrations. Yeah, yeah, like an, an, yes. an internal wondering, if you want, yeah. uh, people that really question society, people that want this society to improve, to go somewhere else, to dig further. Mm. Um, some people really want basic rights, and so they have to really fight for it. Fight for it. Yeah. And, and fight a whole society, fight a whole system, fight yeah. a whole um, like set of preconceived ideas. And that's why we have both in the in the, in the program, mm. uh, in the in the in the more traditional sense, we wanted this to really be like a tour inside the Arab world. Yeah, and um, we're very happy to be having a film like as Busaina said, we have only eight films in that program, so it's a very small program, 
and so that's why we wanted it to be really um, like colorful so that's why we have films that come from the UAE we have a Lebanese film uh, we have a film from Syria uh, we have a film from the Iraqi Kurdistan um, then we go to Egypt we have a, we're very happy to have a Sudanese film which is not something we normally have or yeah. that people are used to see a Sudanese film and then we go to the Maghreb region all the way to Tunisia to have yeah. a documentary from there so we really mixed it in terms of Mm-hmm. regions and locations and geographies uh, but also the content of the films I mean how the films are made are very different we happen to have short fiction and feature fiction short documentary and feature documentary and we also have an uh, like a documentary essay kind of film so that really is like a broad se- selection um, to just show that Arab cinema is really diverse it's really different mm-hmm. You cannot say uh, that I... I mean, when you go to see a Hollywood film in the cinema and you don't like it, you just don't say, well, I hate all Hollywood films. So basically it's the same with the Arab world. Why would you say if you hated this Arab film that, ah, no, Arab cinema is not for me. I mean, you just saw one film. So basically that's why we thought with eight films there is enough variety, there is enough for you to see, to witness... And then you can really make up your mind if yeah. uh, if it's... I mean, basically what we want from this program is people to support, uh, embrace it and support this uh, this cinema that we are showing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We wanted to get away from a couple of things also, like this tokenizing, you know, of, of the Arab film. You know, this idea that, you know, it, it is a, a category in which, you know, it can be placed into a larger program and give it... You know, legitimacy or, or you know or or um, or meaning or depth you know there are multiple arab films like like rabia was saying multiple styles multiple histories and you know approaches and stories and concerns and limitations and all these different things that that govern the way these stories are told so there is no real kind of special you know kind of categorization of what an arab film entails you know and yeah. i think there is this tendency unfortunately because of the lack of circulation of a lot of these films to talk about those films as these rare you know opportunities not just to see the film but they're rare opportunities to like to you know to 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 treat this film in a special kind of you know setting and only show it within specific you know context of you know of something that's you know offbeat or or you know or or something that's in parallel uh, paralleling is that even a word? Yeah, to parallelize. <laughs> to parallelize, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, other conversations that are happening in other disciplines, you know? Yeah. And it's something to be supported and championed. Whereas, you know, we really like, you know, we really wanted to just, you know, address this as, you know, a general and, 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 and deeper conversation about cinema and about films, yeah. just a collection of good films that happen to be woven together through a particular you know topography and 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 you know and linguistic kind of um, uh, relationships i know? see that and i think what's what's fascinating about it to me was that um you've allowed for what seems like individual and collective storytelling um across the films because um I, I briefly looked through the program and i mm-hmm. think a few of the documents that Miriam sent across and it's just and I think that's kind of the space we're, we're all trying to play in where it's telling our story to the world as much as possible and from the different perspectives. Like, you know, you have a Sudanese film that tells that 
story to the world and diversifying the different styles of shooting, the yeah. different styles of cinema, and the different stories from the different parts of the Arab world. Because when you think Middle East, the stereotype is it's all it all looks the same. Mm-hmm. Right when it's really not as if you're mosaic. looking at it from a Western lens, exactly. or from from yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it is homogenous. There's a homogenous definition to yes. the Middle East, right? Which, well, but when we get into it and we realize, no, well, as Arabs, we know it's not homogenous. But then you try and tackle our uniqueness, and we str- like we struggle with tackling yeah. with it. And but I think you know to Pathena's point, we play in that space where we're exotified all the time. We we do that, yeah. and I think. Arab cinema we I I'm I'm guilty of doing that of saying oh you know let's go support let's go support you know I, I I say it all the time and the reality is the point should be that it should be normalized because norm that normalization allows us to actually build industry because that's part of I work in the film industry here I would struggle to call it an industry like I yeah. don't think it's an industry yet yeah. and that's something that the what you do with Cinema Hill is very much a valuable practice in making it an industry, a place where you can show your films and watch your films and, you know, them. And yeah. It's a part of it. I mean, it's like, it's a very, you know, it's 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 trying to close, uh, you know, a particular loop in the ecosystem, you yeah. know, in one step towards not just, you know, normalizing the idea of, you know, of the existence of these films on a consistent and, you know, and sustainable level. And that's why, you know, we've been really, like, insistent on, you know, on, on continuing to bring these films back and, you know, and, and doing programs that are as rich, you know, hopefully, you know, experienced as, you know, as richly, you know, as we we attempted it to be, uh, you know, is to is to, to make that an accessible thing, is to not make it a novelty, not not make it, you know, not make it exotic. And I think that the tendency to self exotify, you know, comes from that novelty, yeah, you know, from the absence of, you know. Yeah. So you jump at the opportunity in which that story is being told, and you band around the singular kind of definition of what, you know, what 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 will make it most accessible to to those that you know have never consumed anything like it, you know. So. Like now, you know, with Ned Cook, for example, okay, it's great, it's a Sudanese film, we're all very, you know, excited about it, it's a great film in its own right, but the next film, and the next film, and the next film, you know, and, and the more, you know, Sudanese films are presented as part of, you know, uh, different, you know, programs, the more it will just be, you know, it's it's, it's a film, you know, it's a yeah. film from a particular region, and broadens kind of the access to it. Yeah. yeah. And so, you, the, the films that you're showing over the next weekend, um, we were talking about access to them. Like, mm-hmm. where do films go after, you know, after they're played? Um, and how how do we... What what are the steps that you believe need to be taken to expand that access? Like, do we need space? Do we need a cinema that's dedicated? Like, what are the... What what do you feel needs we to need shift? We need all these things. <laughs> all, <laughs> we need everything. All really? We need everything. <laughs> that's the thing. It needs... We need to work on it on a holistic level. You know, like, having a single cinema or a single screen or, do, or two screens dedicated to these films will not, you know, create an industry. Will not, you know, just you know make these films sustainable and make them kind of you know make them viable you yeah. know it's it's a big part of a you know it's it's a part of a larger you know ecosystem but the more platforms exist to actually you know showcase these films in a way that also circles back to the production process yeah and the more you know the more that that helps create this ability for filmmakers to produce more films and to to make the argument that you know these are films that are worth you know investigating and making and telling those stories so you know whether it's VOD platforms that yeah. you know that uh, that you know b- 
would buy more titles or whether it's you know actual theatrical runs you know where they're actually getting you know getting contributions from the box office to support you know support their uh, their 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 uh, their ability to you know to to make more films in the future yeah. whether it's um, I mean whether it's I don't know I mean really like DVDs. Should we get a fleet of DVD ladies? Is that what we should be doing? As a Vimeo? As a, no, as a DVD <laughs> Other lady. Than like we, we, we hire like 100,000 DVD ladies to start promoting Arab cinema. <laughs> The but ones that go knock yeah, on your yeah, door yeah, yeah, yeah. and sell you the DVDs. The problem with DVD ladies is black market, right? Like black <laughs> yeah. market is great for publicity, terrible for economic like, it's viability. It's true, it is, it is terrible so. for economic viability, but what if the filmmaker owned a fleet of DVD ladies? Yeah. Yo, it's like it's like the DVD guys in Saudi. <laughs> yeah, 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 have man. You ever, have you ever get, mm -hmm. seen those or heard of those? Viable it's business, like, like, you, know, you, you ask me. You, you park in a little dingy spot, he comes knocks at your window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that oh, still exists here, too. Like, yeah. if you're anywhere on Sheikh Zayed Road, like, they will still come, come at yeah, you. Yeah, the ladies like, come at like, you. Yeah, but I'm like, yo, I have Netflix. I have Netflix. I don't need you anymore. But you don't have this stuff. Yeah, she's like, yeah, exactly. But and this is We need more specialized DVD ladies. Okay, exactly. I think we need to, like, categorize them. Specialized DVD ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Netflix itself as well. Well, I think that, that's like, that's actually a good point. I think I believe Netflix has opened an office yeah. uh, regionally. I don't yeah. I, I mm -hmm. don't know if they're open yet. I'm not they sure. Oh, they're open. Okay, yeah. so they're open. And what 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 have we made any avid like have we made any progress with regards to that you know Netflix picking up film, uh, Arab cinema and. Has there been progress? We were actually yeah, just talking about we it. We were just discussing yeah. it. I think what's what what needs to be done first before discussing any additional platforms is to make these films visible and yes. seen. <clears throat> once once people really get the sense that this kind of cinema needs to be treated as any other cinema, as Buthaina was saying, that like Arab cinema is not just like a niche kind of thing. This program what we're doing is not just for an elite audience. We're opening to the to the to the wide audience. Once the audience really gets the sense that this is a cinema that is considered as any other cinema, I mean, we consider it as, as, as any other cinema, then we can discuss how to make this uh, cinema uh, live on its own. Because as we know, theatrical runs here is something that's becoming obsolete a bit. Yeah. People are just moving directly to be released on other platforms like sometimes you get films in aircrafts before you even see them in, the in theatres mm -hmm. today yeah, yeah that ice so, that, that emirates ice man yeah <laughs> so um, basically we have to give uh, we have to allow the audience to see these works to just we. that's why places like Cinema Il and programs like the programs that Cinema Il is doing and other like alternative kind of programs that bring the audience some films that they wouldn't get to see otherwise I mean even if you have Netflix you wouldn't just go on Netflix and check the first Arab film that yeah, is there. How are you going to yeah. know what to look you for? Know, well, like, exactly. you have yeah. a, a so filter. basically you need to just yeah. and like embrace this idea that, that the films from the region are films that are worth considering, that you can watch at any time of the yeah. day, that yeah. you can see here and there, that are on Netflix today, that are being picked up by Netflix. Yeah. And then if they are on DVD, if they're on, on VOD, if they're in, in the aircraft, then it's, ah, this is a film that I can easily get to see or to choose or to select or to yeah. play. Or Definitely. The thing is, it's also um, in a lot of ways, it's, it's, it's campaigning because as you were saying, if I did not know it existed on Netflix, I would not necessarily look for it. Yeah. Right? And that's always the struggle of Netflix. And today, you can Google all top movies of April on Netflix, and you find so many different people mm. giving you opinions of what school that you can find on Netflix. 
none of them are going to be Arabic because yeah. it's a Western yeah. opinion, right? But it's there's not going to be a demand if you don't know it exists. Mm -hmm. Exactly, right? exactly. And that's, that needs to be um, awareness campaigning at its highest level possible because Arabic cinema is not new. It is very old. Mm -hmm. They've been Arabic mm -hmm. films for mm -hmm. a very long time, right? And it's just recognition of what is actually out there. Like, um, just to give you an example, uh, one of the films that was showcased at Diff, and I got bummed that I didn't get to catch, was uh, Zinzana. Mm -hmm. Right? And I didn't know about it until a friend was watching it, and he put it on his Insta story, and I'm like, yo, do you have the movie? Can I get the DVD off mm -hmm. you? He's like, no, it's on Netflix. I was so happy, and mm -hmm. I finally got to mm -hmm. watch it and all, but like, that's the thing. I didn't know it was there until that was mentioned. So it is awareness campaigning. Yeah. If it's not Cinema Akil, it's where people are. Okay, if it's the digital, if it's the social, how can we yes. play in that space? Well, marketing um, is just as much a part of making a movement in yeah. this day and age. Or actually, it always has been, to be honest with you. But if we're to start a revolution in Arab cinema, I think we, we as... Oh, I'm a consumer and a creator. Yeah. I actually feel like, yeah, I, I should think I, sh I should be contributing to the larger, you know, understanding and consumption of cinema at large, yeah. you know, of Arab cinema at large. So maybe that's something that to, like to, to yeah, kind it's, it's of really consider. Story. Yeah, exactly. it is part of the story. But that's what, what's what's so interesting. It just it totally just hit me in the face right now was that we consume North America. I. I understand North American culture through film. Yeah. That's how we consume. That's how we grown up watching all of the same movies, even though you and I were not in the same space. But we have all of these same Hollywood touch points that kind of connect all of us. So wouldn't it stand to reason then that if we are to be more united as an Arab world if or as, an, as Arabs of the modern mm. age, should we not be championing Arab cinema just as a point of soft power and understanding and you know, yeah. a resistance against that kind of colonialism. Well, like, is that not equally valid? Well, to a degree, but there's a danger in, 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 in placing uh, the role of Arab filmmaking and Arab storytelling uh, through the lens of, you know, of, of soft diplomacy or soft yeah. power. And, you know, yes, you know, those stories need to be told to challenge particular notions and presentations of that. But often, I mean, even with, you know, with specific types of filmmaking, there are, the, there's a category, you know, of films that come out of a particular region that you know that present themselves as those you know the spokes you know the spokes the spokes persons people and people the, and yeah. faces to the rest of the world about our region you know and that does as much harm as you know as as as, as the non existence you know so i agree so yes you know that but that will be inevitable if you're actually playing you know playing a role in creating a viable film industry and showcasing your films and you know and, and these films are being seen and talked about and critically engaged Angry. with and the filmmakers are equally part of a larger conversation then you know then that w itself will, will will hold its own you know yeah. and then whatever will be picked up or exported or showcased you know every elsewhere you know will be a legitimate viable product it's not a it's not a film that's made for you know a particular award or a particular you know audience or you know or a platform I mean, Rabia can probably talk more about this because he, you know, he's he runs the the Arab Film Festival in Berlin, you know, and you, that's kind of your day in day out kind of you know challenge, right? I think you have to uh, to consider that when you're making a film. I mean, we're not filmmakers, so yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. happen to be promoting these films. But but many filmmakers take into consideration 
to whom am I making this film? Yeah. Who do I, I mean? If you're someone like Nadine Labaki, the Lebanese filmmaker yeah. who did Caramel, and uh, where do we go now? She had in mind this or this larger audience that could go watch the film and embrace it. I mean, mm. she, Nadine does films for the audience. Yes. There are other filmmakers who are like, I don't care if there are two, three, or 500 people yeah. in the in the theater. I'm making this film because I have this story and I want to tell it and I don't care if anyone else comes to see it. Yeah, so basically, our role as programmers or curators or distributors or sales agent is to take these films and then give them the best visibility that they can have so that, as you were saying, people can get to see them, can get to uh, talk about them, can get to tell other people to see them, to buy the DVD, to watch it on Netflix, to see it in theaters, go watch this film. because so. What we also lack in in the in the Arab world is proper distribution for these films. Yes. Like we are, re there are films that are really not properly distributed. Yeah. There is one or two films that are really the hit. They become like the spokesperson of Arab cinema, and then the other films which might be much better actually get to suffer because of that yeah. so when a film goes to the Oscars for instance then it's the hit. Of course, that's great. We all are happy for a film that goes to the Oscars, but. That doesn't mean that all the other films are just lesser, uh, like less important, less good, or less uh, marketable. So um, I would say we have to also bring the 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 spectator into this conversation. But we also need the industry to really boost these films a bit more, give them more visibility, treat them really as films that can survive in a cinema or uh, mm. as a DVD or mm -hmm. as VOD, just like any other American film. Or if we don't want to compare ourselves to American films because the commercial appeal is very different, yeah. but as European films, like why are European films existing on their own and yeah. Arab films cannot exist on their own? Yeah. Even though now Europeans and major festivals are killing each other to have the brand new Arab films in competition in their festivals. Yeah, can you explain that yeah. to me? Because I'm, fa I was fa I'm fascinated by that practice, but I don't really truly understand what what underlies it is it a need is it sorry just we're hot cakes now oh yeah <laughs> oh my god we're hot now we're hot now finally everybody wants to understand the arabs you know yeah. like it's it's kind of like a particular like a crucial moment you know on one hand it's great to to be out there in such a way and you know and possibly funnel that interest back into a commercial uh, sort of aspect and yeah. allow films to be made and you know because they will have an audience and there's almost a guarantee um, you know that, that that's going to happen but at the same time it is a you know it is a it is a byproduct of a very real and dire circumstance you know? yeah uh, whether it's you know whether it's the refugee crisis whether it's the political exactly. you know climate of you know of of anti-arab sentiment whether it's the you know increasing isolation i mean we're you know away from a very very tight and terrifying you know election in france and that's yeah. already happened in other countries i mean let's not talk about america you know so and brexit <laughs> and brexit <laughs> yeah. you know so all of these like rising tides, you yeah. know, that are really bring, you know, bringing kind of stripping naked, you know, these conversations around what role, you know, what are the Arabs, who are the Arabs, yes. you know, and what do they do and how do they think and, you know, what is their place in our societies, you know, that has, you know, beyond the general sort of orientalist fascination and yeah. exotification, there's another layer, layer of real politic, you know, that yeah. makes it more urgent and more 
you know, more pressing to, to understand and showcase and, and, and interact with and, and, and sort of tackle. And, and understand the other. Yes. Because basically what you see on television every day in Europe now is terrifying, you know, the, mm -hmm. the level of racism and I mean, it's, it's, it's really very dangerous, but it's also terrifying for the people who live there. And so by bringing stories like the stories that we are bringing, actually, made by uh, genuine people, artists, filmmaker, whatever it is, that really shows something that is very personal and like stories that are different from what you get to see on television. Mm. The, I mean, the, the, of course, you happen to have these elections and people vote for people who we might not support. But half of the people are really not stupid and they want to see what you want to... What I mean, the other truth that is not yeah. portrayed by media necessarily. So by bringing programs like the one we're doing uh, with Cinema Ail, it's also a way of showing uh, like what we want to believe is a more truthful version of what the medias are portraying today. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to show something that is more authentic. Mm -hmm. And we want to show personal stories, like these stories that you will not get to see on television because television is interested in something else. And so by bringing a story like Zainab Hates the Snow, this this, this lovely girl who just travels to Canada and with, with that travel, she gets followed by a filmmaker for six years her mm. sets of uh, beliefs and yeah. uh, like everything changes with her and so you get to follow someone whom you might not necessarily feel connected to yeah. but at the same time is part of the global conversation when you're mm. moving wh what happens to your set of values what happens to your identity how do you feel about belonging will you be embraced as a foreigner in this in the in this foreign territory are you the foreigner or are they the foreigners um that's why really i would believe that filmmaking when it's done as beautiful as in the in the pieces that we selected, I think is part of a larger conversation that we hope would equalize what is going in on in the medias today. Absolutely, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in the idea of you know through the specifics you reveal the universal you know and in a way these films add this important and necessary texture you know to yeah. representing or you know or understanding. Um, a particular, you know, geography or individual or culture or language or, you know, or even uh, gender experience, uh, you know, and, and, and so on. And, and that's like a film like Zainab Hates the Snow is a, is a great example of that, you know, because she's not trying to make a larger, you know, political statement no, or trying to be all. a champion of a particular, you know, uh, contingent of the Canadian experience or the Quebecois experience. It's just this little girl, you know, who you see, you know, grow up with her faults and her, you know, her charms and her experiences and her mm. humanity you and know she and could be anyone she could be anyone yeah. you well, know and her also story is very much mine Your story, yeah, very much mine yeah reem hates the snow is like my <laughs> autobiography <laughs> like i'm gonna call that the, 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 i'm gonna steal the title yeah. because no the reality is i i tackled all of those i i you know my family moved as iraqis we went to canada and i was you know yeah i i I've, i speak on the show quite extensively about that Arab immigrant experience, but because I'm half Filipino, I also had this other experience mm -hmm. as well. And being Arab was always charged and volatile and political by mere existence. Uh, and I was young. I didn't know how to tackle a lot of those things. Now I have language and I have a vernacular to tackle those things, yeah. but before I didn't. And so, uh, yeah, I think that just by merely telling the narrative will speak for it, for itself and for the universe sometimes. I think there's also another layer in, in the work that we do, you know, showcasing these films here, you yeah. know, to kind of bring them back home, you yeah. know, uh, does another job of, you know, of also 
potentially allowing people to see themselves in another light, you yes. know, in such Ooh. a toxic kind of landscape of all the different representations of how you're supposed to, you know, be seen or speak or not speak or, you know, or ruffle feathers or, you know, maintain a low profile or do this or do that and, you know, speak in resistance too. There's a lot of different ways in which your image is, you know, is presented and, you know, the, allowing these films and these stories to be kind of um, experienced, you know, by different Arabs and, you know, and friends of Arabs and in a, in a complex place like the UAE where you have all the Arabs kind of yes. in such close proximity, you know, um, kind of existing together as Arabs with other other others, you know, yeah. um, that, you know, also allows a different level of a conversation to emerge and allows a different image to 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 either. And I hate the word inspire, you know, because it's not really about inspiration. It's really just about the possibility well you know, I, the realm. I, I think we need to also own being catalysts I think it's necessary in this you know in in this environment because keep a low profile is is really what we what we, what we what we try to do yeah. but the reality is bursting inside of us is this want to tackle the issues that we really need to yeah. face because we're growing into them anyway yeah. you know and I think there's something about that that I really feel you know that's why it's important to go and, and support cinema also, like, and it's important to support art in that way yeah. but there's there's a lot of concerns that kind of usually come to mind is you know um because we're so politicized then there's a certain censorship that comes to play and sometimes it's not necessarily based on where you are but it's a personal censorship mm -hmm. of uh, like what a self-censorship exactly yeah. what would happen if i say this what would happen if i take that direction or that kind of decision and then that raises a lot of questions especially for those who when you're in a place that's not yours or in a place where you can't call home and then that complicates things a lot yeah more than um like maybe in canada there was yo free speech great you could go do that no but, but no when you arrived when you were welcomed exactly. and you were you were told this is home now and you yeah. get you we're the we were told we're the mosaic so you get to keep your identity <laughs> and we're a part yeah. of a larger mosaic we're not the melting pot we're yeah. the mosaic exactly so, down south yeah exactly <laughs> not like them down south like, down not like south. no um but what i but what i i hear what you're saying yeah. which is that Oh, you know, we don't necessarily have those roots here. No, we don't. You know? and, that, and the other and thing that, is that, like, in some cases, the self-censorship comes from certain traditions or yeah. certain backgrounds as well. So uh, you try to find a way to, okay, how could I be a catalyst and how could I represent what it is that I can say or versus what I cannot say. And, and I felt like for the longest time, that's something we try to drive to, but a lot of people are some degree may be a little resistant or hesitant actually resistant might be the wrong word or just hesitant to kind of tell their own version of that story or try to be that catalyst um to say it because you're not filmmakers and in our case we're trying to tell other help other people tell their stories but then how do we tell those stories is also very important yeah the way we frame the stories is important and the way but but i i took the point i think the the main thing is that we should put shed light on it like we should there should yeah. be a place and a space and a, a space for discourse at least mm. that's peaceful and loving and you know willing 
like there, there has to be a willingness on all parties the spectator and the creator and yeah, there's but, a certain safety in, in familiarity right yeah. like just this aha moment of you being like Reem hates the snow you know that's oh yeah that's the, that's it to see your story you know on the screen and be like yes that's that's me and and some and I am understood and I'm in that safe space yeah. you know and I can I can relate to other people and you know either you're going to you know produce something with that or you'll just live with that kind of notion notion of reassurance you know that you know you are like you are seen well you you have tribe that you have tribe that you're not not, you're not a floaty in the universe like by yourself you know and i think that uh, you know part of if if we are to go into like the discussion of arab identity loneliness and being alone is something that's a pillar in the discussion of the arab identity when we are so connected and so surrounded by each other and so deeply similar um, we still have this preface of loneliness, and I don't, I, I don't have enough in me yet. I haven't lived enough to tackle it truthfully yet, but I see it. I recognize it. I see it's there, but I'm not sure yet. And maybe that's part. I look to cinema to help me sort that out. But that's why, you know. Well, we have a film in the program which uh, is an Emirati documentary, which is called um, Nearby Sky. Mm. It's by um, film like acclaimed filmmaker Nujum Al Ghanem. And in that film, there is a lady, she, she dresses a portrait of a lady who uh, has a passion for camels. So she raises camels, she dresses camels, and she wants these camels to compete. But basically here, it's a very uh, male-driven yes. uh, thing, and so uh, this lady has a tough time. And the things that you were discussing, like how do you belong, or how do you like feel that you are part of something, uh, loneliness plays a major role, because basically this, this lady is alone in her passion. Yes. She cannot uh, share it, although she would love to, and she does it like she at some point in the film she really takes it forward and then she really faces her competitors and says hey i am here i would like also mm-hmm. to compete with my camels i need to be seen and this is something where where traditions and where society and exactly. where the setups and all of these things play a major role but all of this conversation is really to see that there are people who are trying to do things yeah. and maybe you as a spectator might get uh, to have a reflection on that and say, yeah, there are people who are doing this. I mean, all of the um, movements uh, for something happened because somebody started something. And so I think with film, uh, there are many nice attempts for people to showcase truthful things and uh, people that really want to do some, something small, maybe change something small in their own personality, mm-hmm. but also move society yeah. at large. Mm that a viewer can really get to connect with and get to say, yeah, um, I have zero interest in camels, for instance, but this lady has moved me because she's doing something that I also would like to do. uh, And I'm too shy or I'm too afraid to just say something that is out of the norm. What do I do if I say something like that or if if I act like that? And I think that's why some... That's why films, programs, or like potential artistic programs get to shed a light on on things that people might not necessarily get to see in daily life and but get to know that these things are made and that there are people who are leading fights every day uh, for whatever reason for whatever cause Um, so yeah amazing I mean, like, there's there's another idea that, you know, you touched on with this idea of, of the Arab, you know, and the complexity of the Arab. And I mean, we can talk for, you know, for hours on that because it's such a, you know, weighted and, and you know, and uh, almost, uh, um, 
like it's it's a it's a catch twenty two kind of you know conversation mm. yeah. because it's it's just it's unanswerable in a way you know uh, but one way that we tried to kind of play with this notion of Arab you know cinema we worked with I mean on a very practical note you know we we did work with you know imagination which does have a mandate and a kind of dedication to trying to yeah. focus on you know on the um, the, sh the, the, the the being a platform for Arab cinema in different ways whether it's through production or you know distribution and this way it's a, it's a you know it's a, it's a first of its kind kind of attempt to be an exhibitor and to support an exhibition attempt you know so um, we you know when we started thinking about that you know through the realm of this idea of Arabs you know we really like like we really you know we really struggled with the idea of of you know what does this encompass you know yeah. and and who does it encompass and who are the Arabs and what do they look like and what do they sound like and what languages do they speak and you know and are they even Arab if they are in Arab places you well know? this yeah. is this is the you know this is the question we tackle I tackle all the time and the and it's like you said you're right there is no it's all it's a yeah. It's a necessary but futile <laughs> um, exercise. Yeah, but it's like it's something you have to kind of you you have like you have to go through the motions of you know of of trying to at least um, cloud the purity you know or the supposed imposed purity of this like imagined you know uh, my, uh, homogenous. Uh, identity, you yeah. know, and part of the way that we try to, you know, to challenge that is looking at um, at communities that exist within Arab geographies, or you know, our, our passport holders of Arab, you know, countries and nations, um, <coughs> and it's very much told within sort of like the breaking the the, the sort of the the, the the formality of the nation state concept, you yeah. know, and looking at other others that are represented by these nation states that are not necessarily. Traditionally, you know, or ma from a Arab mainstream with a point of view, a. yeah, Arab <laughs> with a capital A. So we have a film like, you know, Khashig uh, Arzumanian's film Geographies, an Armenian film, which tells the story of a, you know, of a, of the exodus, you know, of uh, Armenians from uh, from their homeland to Lebanon, mm. and you know, and, and that's such a like it's a powerful film, and you know. And that was that was one attempt, and then there was the Kurdish Iraqi film, which also looks at other, you know, sort of minority, you know, communities and stories and languages in a way, yeah. and also looked at the idea of a of a reverse kind of migration, you know, so not just Arabs leaving their town and the drain and you know and the forced kind of oppression, you know, of their condition, but also Arabs that return, you know, and or Arab peoples and, you know, people within Arab geographies that return back to their homeland and how that has changed, taken shape. So that was an important kind of part of, I guess, the meditation on this question. Because basically, if you tell everyone's story, I mean, you have the choice of bringing stories that people don't necessarily get to see and you want to highlight other stories I yes. mean the Arab world is so complex it's so vibrant it's so lively I mean you guys are living in Dubai which is such a complex and lively place and so many cultures and you know and you also want to highlight in other countries how minorities are represented how minorities are living um, are there minorities are these minorities actually considered as Arab minorities or just whatever a group yeah. or someone um, and so basically that's why um, having a film like our closing film House Without Roof 
um, is very important because uh, the Kurdish people are an essential um, entity of, of, of Iraq. Yes. Uh, the ones who live there. And so we wanted also to include a film, although it doesn't speak Arabic, but it's very much part of uh, of Iraq. And so um, that's why we really were thinking aloud on what films to bring into this uh, this program and what what films can really speak to the audience here as well? Yeah, because that selection is, is, is not easy. Because, like, I'm just thinking about it, like, what would you feature versus what would you not feature unless leave it for next time? Where does it go? Because, like... Where does it go? <laughs> where does it go, right? <laughs> it's... Because I feel like there's a lot that needs to be told in some way, and you're just going to have to play it one at a time and, like, okay, let's take this story now and that story then. And it's just... It's um, I guess yeah, mosaic works because like um, I, I don't really know much about the Sudanese film, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, let's go, I want to see. He's it. rallied all our friends. I, like, by I got, the way. I, I, he's I like, sent a blast email he, to everybody. Yeah, yeah we're, like, we're coming what you're like doing in a on Friday. Hey, at least yeah. now we know we have like you know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and your friends, yeah. 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 they're gonna yeah. be there. And yeah. I made sure it was the non-Sudanese audience. I just canceled everybody, so I was like, we gotta go see this mm. yeah. because for one, um, Sudanese media has not been the greatest, or it's still not. Um, they, it's kind of like, to put it in perspective, it's kind of like what Saudi went through or still goes through, and then that drove the rise of the Saudi YouTube because they wanted to tell their story because they believe that Saudi television does not tell their story uh, <laughs> truthfully, right? And then these guys went from doing comedies to doing Saudi film festivals, right? So they've been doing this for 10 plus years now. Um, Sudan is still coming into that space so as soon as you see a film or something's going on people get excited they rally behind it especially very recently simply because of the internet that it allowed to connect different Sudanese people from around the world mm -hmm. and bring them together um, and one of the stories I've always been curious to see how that would be told is this Sudanese conflict of Afro-Arabs because grandparents are very racist um, they say All of them? They, they, they are. Um, it's hardcore. Because they, they, they have this argument is that no, we're Arabs. You yeah, that's, that's the tension, it. right? That's because right? Yeah, they're conditioned too. Exactly. Yeah, to so you that. have this tension. Like, there's, there's something. What do you feel? For me, I, it's funny. I always used to tell my grandma, I was like, but, but you're black. And I would get slapped for saying that. So you didn't feel her Arabness? No, no I was okay with the Arabness. Yeah. But I was like, there's another side to the same coin that yeah. they've denied its existence. So she completely denied... And, no, like, she would tell you, yo, the vanilla cake is better for you than the chocolate cake. It's, it goes that far. Yeah. Right? Um, one of my cousins, who's a lot darker, she's, she told, uh, compared to his sibling, she's like, you know what, if I wasn't there for your birth, I would have never said you're one of us. Really? Yeah, like, it, it, there were aggressiveness in, in that space. And because they've been conditioned to yeah, so there's there's like a story there, you know, as well. Um, and for the, the the stories you guys are bringing across as well is you're just telling small bits and pieces of a bigger picture, um, like the girl who wanted to get into the camel races. Um, yeah, as you said, maybe I'm not into camels, but what it does is. It allows me to reflect about certain challenges that I feel I could have. So yeah, and work. draw a deeper yeah, connection. Exactly, exactly. because yeah. for certain things, I, I, it didn't work for me, right? Um, in a different context, for example, uh, a Sudanese person getting into advertising in Dubai is unheard of. I think we all know each other, by the way. All the How many of them are you? How many of them are I think we're just about like, 10. Yeah, there's a handful. Oh, sorry, 11. Of, yeah. And we all know each other, right? 
because it's just but what's fascinating is they become the mouthpieces for local culture because yeah. the Sudanese community has been here since for, for, very, long for a very long time yeah. Yeah. and so what's interesting is that all the Sudanese guys I know in the industry become the voice of what local yeah. culture is in it. like they, they become a real important voice to have cultural understanding mm. within really really you know within agencies really um, mm. I mean I really I'm really glad to, to say to hear that because it is something that we they think about a lot you know with the cinema because it's something that sometimes just through showcase you actually give legitimacy and you give voice and you give space yes. for, for people yeah. who are a very important part of, of what this you know this city represents or even a country you yeah. know, represents mm. and and they they, you know, don't they exist only in the crevices, you know, or in their own kind of clusters. And sometimes just by showing a film, you know, from a particular area or a village or a language, there is suddenly this interest, not because, you know, the film is great or they know anything about it, the film. It's no. like there's a solidarity, you know, yeah. and like in, in, in yeah. being in being heard, yeah. you know, yeah. and be, there's that temptation, you That's know. It. And, and it's that, that support idea. Like for me, I'm, I'm very biased to when I know something is local, I'm behind it. It doesn't have to be great. It's just you're doing something. I'm supporting it. We're there for you. You know, a friend of ours set up uh, a shop to sell clothes. Like when Empty did Amongst Few, we're behind them 110 yeah. percent. Right. Good yeah. coffee too. Great yeah, coffee and, now and with now the, the cafe. cafe. Right. <laughs> um, when you know <laughs> with Dina Yassi with, with Dina Yassi and with Feruza. When Seoul was a little warehouse event five years ago, we were there. Yeah. Right. Um, when a friend of ours uh, sets up a restaurant, we want to go there. Yeah, I like, think we do have that kind of culture of yeah. supporting each other's kind of ent entrepreneurial and creative endeavors. Um, but I also think, and just not to, mm. not to play devil's advocate, but to kind of play tell the, to tell the truth, yeah. we are very insular. We are. So you'll find the same kind of people going the to circle. the same circle, the same events, yeah. and I want to break out of that because yeah. we say there are nine million people in the city, but I know I can see about the same two, three thousand. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I need to break into that first million, and I think once we kind of catapult ourselves into that million, now then then nine million is yeah. not. That's uh, that insurmountable, exactly. and that, that I mean? became a conscious decision after a while. Yeah, Once yeah, we yeah, started yeah. to notice, okay, everywhere we go, we're supporting and we're seeing the same people. How do we expand that? Yeah, it, I didn't realize how narrow yeah. our lens was yeah. as a community because we were searching for our tribe, and our tribe happened to be the artists and the designers and the architects and the musicians. But then I realized, so it seemed like a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> like you think it is. It seemed like the but, masses, you yeah, know? And then, then suddenly I realized, I looked through You're my... A tiny I look, niche. I looked through my Instagram and I see all <laughs> the same people. <laughs> and I, I figure... Yeah. And I, but I realized this. If, if, if Cinema Akele is to become, you know... I think it's a platform that's so very necessary in the landscape of creativity in the region. I really believe that. And I feel like, how is it going to get to 9 million people? I don't know if you have the answer for that, but... You We're know. not going to get to 9 million people. I mean, that's just like the sad kind of reality of it, you know, and but that's fine, you know, and that's, you know, if we are able to tell a much more expanded, you know, story and get, you know, some of the like, some, like different parts of that 9 million at different moments, then that's fine, too. You know, yeah. That's really good because it allows people different types of people to come together, you know. And while you're at it, you know, while you're kind of expanding your lens, you know, still come to Cinema Akio. We because, always you know, will. Yeah. Yeah. Center, we're, yeah. We're always going to be part of that, you know, sort of the that, that banding together process of, you know, of those that are trying to do things differently. But it is it is part of, like, the existential conversation we always have also about, it sounds like the Arab film scene, you know, like we see each other everywhere and it's like, you know, it becomes part of this, like, cluster, you know, yes. at, at festivals and different but, places. But, you know, at the same time, if 
people like Busaina don't do what they do, yeah. then you would know that there is something missing. And you yeah. don't know that it's missing un until it's really gone or until it's not supported. They have to close, they have to shut down. And then yeah. you know, well, when Cinema e was here, things were different. It becomes that romantic, nostalgic yeah. story. Yeah, but we, and we don't want that to happen. You know, not. when we do like, for instance, I run a space in, in Lebanon, which is called Metropolis, which is mm -hmm. very close to what Cinema e does. And it's actually the front runner. Like it was the first, like one of the first, the first. It's and and Cinematheque de Tanger. And Tanger as well. And so we've been doing that for more than 10 years now, and it's still this the only art house cinema in Lebanon. Um, we never believed that we would, I mean, we don't have 9 million in Lebanon anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but we never believed that there would be an audience for that, but we wanted to try. And I think that's what Butaina also does with Cinema Il and her team, her fantastic team. They really try things out and they really do a very hard um, work to just bring in people. Yeah. And maybe if you are going to see one of these films this weekend, then you will tell your friends to come with you. And then if you don't catch this program, then you maybe you would know one. that, ah, exactly. oh, but Cinema Il does very nice programs, <laughs> so maybe we could catch the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And so it goes. We might never reach the 9 million people, but at least we can say that we're really working hard to do something that is different, alternative, exactly, and yeah. maybe this alternative thing, I mean, those alternative bands like Mashua Layla, for instance, yeah. Mashua Layla was an alternative band, and now Mashua Layla is the hottest mainstream. piece in town, yeah. you know? Exactly. So, I would say that also these spaces, just like we're, we were just talking about supporting the Arab cinema, I would also like to say that these spaces need to be supported I of because if cinema il and let's hope it does not at any point uh, closes or just faces the fact that doesn't yeah. have funding doesn't have public then it will close exactly. and so i think it's the audience to just support these places because they know that yeah. such places provide alternative things and provide yeah. things and that like a sudanese film would never make it anywhere yeah. uh, if if someone didn't really ship like see it or bring it or make sure that the audience get to see it so and the thing is there's there's a lot that that plays like i know we didn't meet till today but cinema q was a reoccurring conversation that happens a lot for so for a lot of us because you know for example i wouldn't have heard of speed sisters mm -hmm. right um when i interviewed hassan hajjaj like sometime last Way year um, and he showed me brief shots of his film and he spoke about it but i've never seen the whole film right until I came down and Cinema Kill brought down. So there's a lot of bits and pieces that you've, you've been connecting. And it's the interesting thing is that it's always there in conversations, right? And not until it's like, okay, these are the movies that are coming. I get excited and we, we make sure it's part of the mandate to go and see it. And at, at times, I'm the quiet viewer audience from way back in the theater, but then when we're sitting it becomes part of the conversation yeah. it needs to be addressed we I talk agree. about it and it's exciting when you see a film as well that not only is from the region but it allows for debate and you can just come and talk about it it's like oh but what, what about, about this and you want to say that the, the word we is becomes very interesting after we watch when we when we watch uh, Arab cinema and I'm with my friends who some of them are Arab some of them have lived here for 27 years yeah. you know what I mean and uh, the word we suddenly becomes coded as we the Arabs, we this, yeah. we, you know, and that, that we-ness, I experience that in very few spaces, and that hap that space, after we watch a film together, or we, we have that, that discourse, you know, 
we suddenly mm. are connected directly to the film. To the film. And we identify directly exactly. with... Yeah. And, and that we is so powerful to me that uh, we, I yeah. hunger for it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I gotta say something about that because it's like that is very specific to the cinematic experience. Yes. You know, and that's something that I keep going back to because every single you know, film festival, every film conversation, the VOD conversation will happen. You know, and yeah. it is about how you know, print is dead, you know, digital books, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? And yes, the te- technology is disrupting a lot of the sort of the life cycle, the traditional route of, of film. But there is something particularly, maybe call me a romantic, you know, whatever. Um, but there is something very, very magical and irreplaceable, you know, about the sheer darkness of, you know, of, 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 of a theater. Of a theater. Room. Yes. You know, and being together in isolation, like, and, and, and traveling together through the story and having, yeah. and even if you don't talk about, like you were saying, like b- being the silent spectator, being the meditator, being, you know, know the 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 interactive uh, kind of uh, uh, you know vocal component of the discussion uh, you know there's a lot of different characters that you know are evoked through the particular yeah. experience and then there's something about the way that it lives in you and binds you together you know with the yeah. people that you watched it with and I think that's something that we really really focus on with the space is that it's not just about showing the films it's important and i hope the films get you know get shown in as many you know theaters as possible to get them to be seen and get them to circulate and get them to be paid for and you know allow them to make more films but there's something about the the kind of the, in a city like this specifically the the allowance or the permission to linger yeah. you know and to be together and to and to just sit with the film or talk to each other you know and share experiences there's something very um, I think essential about that. Yes, you know, there's definitely. something very irreplaceable, and well, that's why we find each other. You yeah. know, there's the rich, the ritual in it, um, and this is something. This is why I don't, I don't abandon ritual. You know, mm. ritual has its place in our lives, intrinsically connecting us to people and places long before us that give us an understanding of who we are as humans to each other and to this place. Mm. And I think ritual. This is why people who avoid funerals, I say, no, go. Go, you have to go. Go, do be there. The celebration after birth, the the the, the ritual of getting married, or not getting married, mm. or getting divorced, or breaking up, or sitting together and eating, or sitting together and talking, all of those rituals. And for me in my life, because I am, a, you know, I, I I am a filmmaker and I am, a, 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 you know, a, a someone who's deeply in love with cinema, the ritual of watching a film together. In that moment where you have the, the energy and the thoughts and the and the understanding of someone's world through pictures and audio, very very simple. Yeah. But then the congregation after, all of that ritual helps us sort ourselves out, mm. you know, in this mess. And you just gotta keep it, keep doing it, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing. The trick is consistency, consistency, you know, and figuring out a way that that can actually live and getting that kind of support, you know, that is needed mm. by coming, by you know, by funding, by exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You have to treat, I mean, since there is an audience for Arab cinema, you just have to treat this cinema as any other cinema, yes. as we said, that these films do not just need to exist. I mean, this is the next step. These films do not just need to exist as festival or mm-hmm. event kind of films, but mm-hmm. they also need to be released in cinemas and be seen by everyone yeah, else, yeah. just like any other film. And yeah. this is, I think, the, 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 the big struggle is that when we were talking about distributors before, 
they don't have the courage to do that. They don't want to risk investing money in releasing a film that they know will be mm. a, a losing game. But at the same time, if you don't do that, then these films will just yeah. have this one screening at the Dubai Film Festival or yeah. um, here or there, and they won't have a, like a real life of their own. I mean, it's yeah. great that Dubai brings them forward first, and then these films need to be picked up. And yeah, and not everybody flies Emirates, you know? So no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're not all exposed to them. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, I'm excited, man. I think this, this weekend should be fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's just such a great also way of you know of uh, of I guess closing the season for us, you know, yeah. and and you know and just having the final like the opportunity to really you know work with imagination and work with you know with um, and, and show how you know how the showcase of cinema and exhibition and, and you know and doing programs like this really have a very poignant way of you know of, of, of supporting and 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 delivering this industry that they're trying to create yeah you know and that's kind of what we're trying to, to argue here with this program you know above and beyond obviously the fact that they're incredible you know sort of Uh, pieces of work in their own right, you know, and, and they should be seen by everybody and talked about and loved and hated, you know. And they will be, and they will be this weekend. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Good. Yeah, really good conversation. I think that was amazing. That was Thank awesome.